The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet, get a $100 free bet. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. To claim your free bet today, we're also brought to you by SGPN TV. Download the SGPN TV app today. Available on Roku, Amazon and Apple TV. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am joining you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Monday, October the 3rd, and we are here to handicap some of the action um, for Tuesday, October the 4th. Um, enthusiasm for regular season baseball handicapping is at an all-time low in the uh, ranks, I don't think anybody wanted to look at any of these shit cards and pick any winners. But luckily for you, DJs, I have dragged everybody by the bootstraps, uh, forced them into making some picks and literally manhandled them and dragged them onto the show here uh, to give us some action. Um, yeah, everyone's got the playoff heads on now, so looking forward to Friday. Uh, when Ting gets kicked off there in the playoffs. But first of all, uh, I'll introduce co-host number one. It's the youngsters today, uh, Mr. Noah Benick. Noah, how are you doing? Doing pretty well, Malcolm. And yeah, I took the weekend off. Completely shut down from social media as well. I, t- I tweeted out like a little thing. My first tweet in three days. That was one of my longer breaks I've taken from Twitter. I'm one of those guys that just spends 24 hours a day on that bird. But um, yeah, this is an ugly card. And I've said it for like two weeks now. I, I really hate that the playoffs or the postseason was expanded to 12 teams because the lack of races here with three days to go is kind of sad, um, in my opinion. And that article idea got shot down by Blake. It was probably a good, a good thing because who knows what would have happened. It wasn't really gambling. But uh, I am here. I have three locked dog total plays and i'm happy to share with all you you and i'm ready to pick apart this mets and braves weekend series oh <laughs> uh, well no i what an awful thing to say but the third host uh, <laughs> this evening thing. um might be the saddest man in the world if if you're having a bad day people um just just you know yeah if you think maybe things are going your way you know if it's raining outside if you're puppy just died something like that you can always console yourself with the fact that you are not Dylan Rockford because I spoke to him for about seven minutes before we started recording this and honestly he's sucked the life out of me so the next half an hour is going to be absolutely horrific Dylan good evening how you doing son Oh, I, I've seen better days, boys. But uh, <laughs> uh, it, I, I wish I could say it's—I <laughs> wish I could say it's good to be with you both. But I—it's not right now. Um, yeah, three games just stabbing me in the heart this past weekend, and uh, yeah, we had the ability to control our own destiny, and we just couldn't get it done. We with our three best pitchers. They just don't look the same. I don't know what it is, that lineup. You got to credit the Braves, though. They're, they're a really good team, as much as I hate it. And it, it pains me to say it. They, they're, they're better than us. So it, Was it one knife through the back, one knife through the heart, and one knife through the head? Or is it just all through the heart? All through the heart. I, it was so painful that I woke up this morning, thought it was a dream, looked at oh, ESPN, no. 
saw that we got swept and then called out of work just so I could lay my misery. Called out of work. Did, he didn't, yeah, no, he didn't go to work. Did you, what excuse did you give to work, Dylan? Oh, I'm just <laughs> not there mentally to give you everything I have. <laughs> I, I, I can't, I can't do it. I would be, get, I would be doing a disservice to everyone if I actually <laughs> Oh, so. shit. He's actually, he's broken. Dylan Rockman's broken. Because I was on the pod, come playoff season, trade deadline, like, oh, come on over, you know, joking around, that typical New York Met. That Up I, by eight games. Up yep. eight games. I saw, we were even up 12 games at one point. I was like, oh, they can't catch us, you know. And then the rest is history. And I now, saw a graphic from John Boy Media today. It was yeah. like the path of both teams and their trajectory to mm-hmm. win the NL East. The Mets are just trailing. Yeah, I saw that. Winning the division. The Braves are bouncing up and down. They get close. They get shot right back down. And literally yesterday, they switched spots. You know, <laughs> as bad as the series was, and, a lot, and it was bad, and obviously it's not what we wanted. Atlanta's a great team. They showed why they are better. But you know what I think it really came down to was when when we versed teams like Washington, Miami, we got swept by Chicago, Oakland. We went 6-8 and eight during that span. So it, it set us up for a great – so we could afford to lose two to three games in this one. So I thought those games really affected us more than actually getting swept by Atlanta. Yeah, I think you're right. I was – You've just kind of answered the questions I was gonna, I was gonna hit you with. There was like kind of where did it go wrong? Because as much as the recency of that series um, kind of overarches everything, did they did it before that? In fact, there's two things because I was actually talking to a, a mate. So I've been to play football tonight, and um, one of the lads there's a Braves fan, and he said, the, "Do you know what the Mets haven't been that bad? They haven't really thrown it away. No. The Mets have probably got a comparable record to the Yankees in the second half, and I mean the Astros have gone a bit better, but the Braves have was this seventy-two and thirty or something? Yeah, um, since the All Star break, the Braves have yeah. the second best record behind the Dodgers, and the Mets have the fifth. So it's not like the Mets were playing bad baseball. It's just that yeah, the Braves exactly. were playing better baseball." Yeah, and then you go to that, like you say, that sweep by the Cubs last week. Yeah, um, and yeah, it's just one of those things. But but yes, the thing, Dylan, and I said before, um, I, I was trying, I was genuinely trying to make you feel better. I said, listen, they're still in the playoffs. You still might have a World Series, but you just weren't even buying that. You you seem to think they're absolutely toast from this point in. Oh yeah, look at who we got. We got the Padres, who everyone's counting as. Out against we, no. at least we at least we're home against the Padres. Then we have to, even if we beat the Padres, then we got the Dodgers who have always had our number. I, I would have rather have versed get the buy and verse the winner of either Philly or the Cardinals, and then get the and then get whoever. So I, I think it's a really tough road. I I don't know. I I think another tough road on the AL would be the Mariners and the Blue Jays on that section because the winner versus Houston. But I I just think it does it doesn't look good for us, especially the way our pitching has been performing. Our our Degrom has let up three runs in like the last four games in a row. Max Scherzer doesn't look good. Pass it couldn't get past the fourth. So times are times are tough right now here in New York. I'll tell you that. So Dylan and I are going to change roles here. I'm going to make the counter argument of why the Mets still, I think, have 
as good of a chance as any other team in the NL right now. You have the Padres over there who can't seem to get anything or everything going at once. You have Hader who had a bad July, he bounces or a bad August, he bounces back in the month of September, but the offense can't get going. I really like you guys to win that series. And then going into the Dodgers series, they haven't played a meaningful baseball game in over two and a half weeks. And we talked about this like at the all-star break or at the beginning of September when we did like a, a little playoff picture um, futures episode, or we tried to anyway. And we talked about like this could affect the Dodgers a little bit, just like it affected the White Sox last year where they had the division wrapped up. They had a seed wrapped up with two weeks to go. And then you get a uh, a buy, which is probably going to be like five days, seven days long. I don't know how long off the top of my head, but you're not playing baseball at all during that spot or that length of time. I think the Mets could come in with a little bit of momentum after a series win against the Padres going into the Dodgers when you have DeGrom and Scherzer 1-2. No team wants to face those two guys. I think you got a fighting, a fighting chance against the Dodgers. You know what? I, I I I try to, but I've seen this this show too many times. The Met, like Insano says, even though it was a dig, I should be wearing black for my funeral. I I think he's right. The Mets just always gonna met. You know, like everything looks so promising and looks so good, and then when they get there. They tease you. They'll win a series, and they'll even play competitive against the Dodgers. And then when they're down to their final strike, they'll tease you so much, and then they'll f- rip your heart out. So <laughs> I've, oh my, it's like a, it's like a toxic relationship that I'm in right now. So, so did we, did we want to talk about the brave side at all in this? <laughs> you guys could talk about it. Malcolm, uh, do you have anything that you wanted to add for the match? No, I mean, I mean, just the, no. the, the, the they've been outstanding. That record, it's seventy something and thirty something. It's like seventy two and thirty or something. Um, and they've been absolutely outstanding, and they've they've hunted uh, New York down with consistency. Even when they had a little slump, I mean, I'm. Get, talking through my pocket where we talked about Matt Olson looking like a frog in a blender a couple of weeks ago um, <laughs> on the show, didn't we? And then nine for eighty-one. Yeah, was. there you go. Um, and then him and Dansby Swanson uh, <laughs> just sort of caught fire. I think Ozzy Albies comes back. Um, he's due back off the IL next week. Yeah, and I think the the, the issue with the Braves is going to be the third starter, maybe because I'm not sure about <laughs> Charlie Morton. So, yeah, we'll have to see. But uh, they've been absolutely outstanding. And, yeah, and why not? They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna have a good run. They've been fun. And you have to take your hat off to them. Because, like yeah, I say, the yeah. Mets haven't been terrible. I think the Mets, the Mets did just choose some bad spots to uh, to underperform. And I Shout think out. Starlin Marte, he, him being out really hurt us as well, especially with our power and our yeah. bat. So I think that – and you mentioned their lineup. I, you got to give credit to them. I have a couple of Atlanta fans and, you know, got a few text messages. Their, their numbers are blocked, by the way, for 24 hours. But uh, <laughs> uh, just look at, their, look at their lineup. It's Acuna, Swanson. You got the kid, Michael Harris Jr., the second. Austin Riley, Matt Olson, Travis Darno, who gives us fits all the time. So, Travis Darno is a huge piece. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel I, I can't remember what stat I heard about the playoff. He played every um, game in the Braves run last year in yeah. the postseason. Um, if they didn't 
uh, platoon him even a little bit at catcher. And I think he played every game in the Mets run. What year was that? 15, 16? Yeah, 15 we went and we versed the Royals in the World Series. And Darno played every single game of that. Uh, yeah. So he go, he goes under the radar a little bit, Travis Darno, but he's pretty clutch, you know, when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm, yeah, absolutely. shout out Stephen Underwood in the chat. New name, I, I don't see him chatting much, but try being a Leaf fan, Dylan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. They, great. That one was good. It made me chuckle, so a little happy now. <laughs> uh, and then Insano, the Yankees fan, going uh, oh my a great God. episode to tune into. <laughs> but I, want, I wanted to touch on this. So I, I gave out my Matt Olson nugget. Yeah, he officially, I think we can say, he ended his cold streak. He was 9 for 81 at one point. With uh, and he had uh, two tanks, three tanks this weekend against the Mets, and then Dansby Swanson he pissed on balls against the Grom, Scherzer, and Bassett. Uh, Dylan said that already. Their best three pitchers. Um, so many weapons for the Braves here in the bullpen. You have AJ Minter who has 15 holds since the All Star break, 2.43 ERA in 29.2 innings pitched. Colin McHugh, 195 ERA, 27.2 innings pitched. Kenley Jansen looked great this weekend. He shut the door on the Mets multiple times. He has 18 saves since the All-Star break. Dylan Lee, 273 ERA in 26.1 innings. Tyler Matzik, 327 ERA in 22 innings. Jesse Chavez, a lot of people give him shit, but he's got a 159 ERA in 17 innings since the All-Star break. And I saved the best for last. Rizel Iglesias. Since becoming a Brave in early August, he has pitched 25.1 innings. He has 14 holds, and he has only surrendered one total run for Atlanta. Brian Snitker's bullpen since September and early in October, he has a 155 ERA in the back. The 2020, 2022 Braves look a lot like the 2021 team under the radar with a healthy Acuna Jr. who is very hungry for a World Series that he wants to be a part of. There you go. So I've just had a little check, Dylan. Um, they're still fifth favourites. Captain Insano in the chat was asking what price they were. The Mets are 7-1. to one. So they're still fifth choice with the books, Dylan. So do, you can't sit there and be all woe is me. you got to have a, <laughs> a, a small period of morning, half an hour. Get it out your system, son. Come on, pick, your, pick yourself up. Yeah, I got to pick myself up eventually. I got to get to work. But um, <laughs> I, I thought I thought no, I thought Noah made a great point. You know, I hate to give him credit, but the the bullpen, especially Jansen, the closer. You know, we we out hit the Braves in this series, but every time it seemed like we got the bases loaded or the tying run on base, they were always able to get that double play, mm-hmm. get a strikeout, get a pop up. So the bullpen I thought was tremendous, and Seth Lugo, he's awful. I don't know why they continue to trot this man out like he's good. So they, I like Drew Smith, the young kid. I think he's a little better, but Seth Lugo just hangs curveballs and people take it to another planet. I don't know why they keep putting him out there. It angers me every time. You could hear it in my voice, and that's that's that. I mean, I, I have nothing to say anymore. You said you don't like Brian McCann either, right? Or not Brian McCann. It's uh... – James, James McCann. Yeah, it's James McCann. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't like. He was him a former either. Tiger, oh, and, and that's but I another. Don't, I couldn't get his that, name. That's right. another thing. They brought up this. Me and Mal talked about the Sandy Fran, uh, Francisco Alvarez, the new guy. Yeah, I'm. I, me and him have the same amount of hits. What was he doing up at that? You could tell he was. Look, he looked overpowered, especially the first two games, and then he was taking good hacks last night, but. 
And then my thing is now you don't DH him today. Why? Are, like, w- we got to see what we have in this kid. He hasn't had a hit. He, I think he's barely made contact. So th- the guy looks overmatched. I think it was a bad spot to put him in. And it was just a waste. It was a waste, I thought. I, I like Volger back there better. His very first at bat, he ripped one off this first pitch, ripped one down the third baseline, and the third baseman picked it and threw him out. And he was really unlucky. He was six inches either way, and it's probably a base hit. But um, yeah, just one final point because we could got to talk about this all night, and we're not going to. Um, they, I don't think the trades really helped. They picked up. They wanted a couple of left-handed. Hades, um, Darren Ruff didn't do anything but then landed on the IL. Vogel back, hit a couple of bombs, but you're not really keen on him. Um, they let JD Davis go, who'd done quite well actually in San Francisco. He's looked yeah. okay the last couple of weeks, so yeah, it was a pretty underwhelming when they had the chance to press a little bit. Um, I don't really think that worked out. I'm not sure how ambitious, whether they thought they had enough, um, is one thing, but yeah, that didn't really work out, Dylan. Yeah, they clearly thought they had enough, but they didn't. I, I liked Volger back. I still do. I think he's a good DH. Tyler Naquin, he was good to start. Eh, he's kind of fell off a little bit as well. Rough, like you said, landed on the IL. Um, but yeah, uh, J.D. Davis going back home to California, I thought that was a great spot for him. Okay, so a little bit of housekeeping. That's in the postseason. I'm calling it right now. Yeah, I agree. Oh, so a little bit of housekeeping. Um, we are as, as the oh. week goes on. Oh. We're, we're, we're going to try and um, we will preview the wild card games. We will preview the playoffs as a whole. Uh, we've got some guests coming on, possibly Wednesday and Thursday to get stuck into that. But over the course of the next couple of nights, we are going to dig around in uh, the dying embers of this season, and we'll try and fetch out a couple of glowing calls. Uh, and get some winners over the line. Did you like that analogy? I thought it was very poetic. Um, so any lines that we give you tonight, we will give you from our title sponsor, uh, Win, the Win Bet. It's a great time to join new customers who bet $100 will get $100. Casino is on the go 24 hours a day as well. Win Bet is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Uh, let them know we sent you by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you were someone who knows a gambling problem, call one 800 TV. Uh, is your place to go to watch all the football, um, college and pro football, red zone as well. Loads of channels, uh, live sports and entertainment. No contract, no commitment, cancel at any time. Try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Go to fubotv.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. So for Tuesday's games, firstly, I handicap Monday's games like a prize tit earlier on. Um, so I had to redo everything when I realised all the pictures had changed. It's because I was looking at the wrong page. Um, for Tuesday's games, the three of us have not discussed even a little bit uh, what we've picked here. So there might be some duplicates. I mean, we, we might have all picked the same three games. Um, locks, dogs, totals, anything goes 
Um, and we'll try and, like I say, fetch out a few nuggets, whether it's the pre- premium games or we're plumbing the murky adepts to try and find some rookie pitches or good spots. Um, because Dylan's sad, we let him lead off. Uh, Dylan, give us anything you like. All right, let's get back on a positive note here. Let's start with our lock. I like two locks. Uh, I'll give you one I'm a little more confident about, and that's going to be the Diamondbacks. I'm going to take them on the money line over the Brewers. Uh, I was able to get minus 115 price. I actually made the Snakes a minus 130 favorite. The Brewers just got eliminated last night, and I don't trust Eric Lauer on the mound. The Brewers have lost three of his four, the last four starts in September. And last time he faced the D-backs, they were able to, to win a close one, 2-1. He went six innings. He did give up those two runs. I think the D-backs have the pitching advantage with Zach Gallen on the bump. Home or on the road, he's been lights out this season. Out of his last 13 starts, the D-backs have won 10 of them, only losing three. And the last time he went up against the Brewers, went seven scoreless, shut him out. Uh, only gave up two hits as well. Diamondbacks won that game easily. So I like the Snakes here on the road with Gallon. Uh, give me the D-backs on the money line. Okay, so I'm just trying to find these prices here. You said the D-backs were minus 115. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they were a slight favorite. Yeah, the Brewers minus 105. Uh, total is set at seven. Ah. Uh, think the D-backs are kind of sneaky good. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing them next season, particularly. Um, some of the, the pitching, um, Merrill Kelly, Zach Gallen, they, they've got a lot of names. Well, not a lot. They've got some names uh, that are okay. Where are they sitting at the minute? 7-3-86, so they're not a million miles under under 500. And I think they're going to be sneaky good next season I yeah I like uh, Zach Allen I didn't have anything for that game uh, Noah did you um, have anything on that game if not you can uh, hit us with one of your own no I've got nothing on that game just one I guess small correction unless Dylan's calling for it the Brewers are not mathematically eliminated but they could mm. get eliminated tonight Monday night and then when this record or goes out Tuesday he technically called it we could see so uh, with that, I guess my least confident of the three, I like all three picks, but the least confident I, I have is the lock, which is the minus money play. So I'll start with that one as well, since Dylan went lock first. Um, give me the Tampa Bay Rays minus 115 on the money line at Boston. The Rays are 10-2 and two in their last 12 games against the Red Sox, and they will have Jeffrey Springs on the mound. This season, Springs is 9-4 with a 2.45 ERA, 141 strikeouts, 30 walks, and 132.1 innings. He has a 143 ERA in his last six starts, but Boston has been a little bit of a tough opponent for him with two of his four appearances against his former team, resulting in him getting pulled pretty early. Uh, Boston is starting Nathan Evaldi. Five and three with a 405 ERA, 99 strikeouts, 18 walks, and 104.1 innings pitched. With a couple of bumpy starts lately for Ivaldi, I think this is a spot where we can catch Boston sleepwalking through the finish line of the season here. Yeah, um, there's a term we use here for in football when it gets to the end of the season. We see a team's on the beach. Um, team have already <laughs> cast their minds forward to their summer holidays. Uh, and I think the Boston Red Sox, there's a few teams um, who are on the beach here. I'm going to come to a couple in a little while. But yeah, I do like Jeffrey Springs. I picked him last week. I can't remember who they played. Um, it might have been an under on the total um, Springs against somebody. Any, any of Aldi's, just, this is just an exercise in getting innings under his belt. The result, I think, is unimportant for Boston. 
and for Eovaldi. They just need him to get through uh, four or five innings healthy. Uh, so, yeah, another another solid pick there. Um, Dylan, did you have any thoughts on that um, Rays-Red Sox game? Yeah, I do like Jeffrey Springs. I made them a minus 135 favorite, so I do like the Rays. And uh, we, we talked about it last week, um, Malcolm, that Nathan Eovaldi has just been very inconsistent up and down for us this season. So I do like backing Jeffrey Springs here. Um, okay, so I'm going to give you my dog play first. I didn't actually see any lines before, but I might see some now. Um, the the players gonna what I've done for I've picked three players here. They all worked for me last week. I, I, I had a tidy little run um, Thursday, Friday, and into the weekend. Um, we got some locks and dogs over the finish line and did okay. So I've gone back to the well on all the guys who did okay for me um, because I can't see in any of these spots why it won't go. Well, again, so one of the teams I picked a lot last week was the Detroit Tigers, Noah. Um, and I'm going to go to the... It's a, so they've got a double header tomorrow. Uh, the first game is the one I'm going to take, which is Eduardo Rodriguez. And they go to the Seattle Mariners, and it's Marco Gonzalez. Now, I faded Marco Gonzalez last week. I think and that, that was by taking an over in a game against Texas. Um, that game finished 10-9. And Marco Gonzalez gave up four earned runs in his uh, five innings pitched. Um, I backed Erod last week. I think he uh, was going to have a, a strong end into the season. He faced Kansas City in that game last week, pitched six and two thirds, um, scoreless, uh, didn't give up any earned runs. The Detroit Tigers are eight and two over their last ten as well. So finished with a little bit of a flourish, which I think will. Uh, please their fans a little bit because there was high hopes uh, for them this season. The Seattle Mariners have uh, clinched their playoff spot. Congratulations to them. Uh, long time coming. Um, but yeah, they've been a little bit vulnerable as well. I think they lost to Oakland possibly last night. So the lines on this one, I've got Detroit here at plus 144 uh, with Seattle at minus 170 at total seven. So I'll take the Tigers and Erod at that plus price of 144 Noah. Um, how do you feel about your Tigers in this spot? And generally, actually, the last week or two, it's been a little bit better. Yeah, I grabbed them at plus 150. I like it too, Malcolm. Um, yeah, I think me and you were on this Tigers train, and I was I was joking around early, but there is some reasoning about it. They are 10-2. and two. I'll raise your 8-2 and and say 10-2. and two. Okay. Since hiring uh, Scott... Harris as their president of baseball operations and establishing their new regime here. Everybody on this team is playing to try to prove that they belong in this team's future. There's honestly not one person other than Miguel Cabrera that has a spot confirmed cemented onto this roster. A lot of young names that have not performed at all very much this year besides on the pitching side of things. But I think we're going to use a lot of the pitching, um, tools and uh, uh, guys that have done pretty well this year as pieces and trades in the off seasons. Harris has mentioned it already. He's going to be active. I think a lot of those guys are going to be sent away to acquire new pieces on the lineup side of things. Um, for me, it's Eduardo Rodriguez who has, he's won two starts in a row here and he holds a 245 ERA in his last three starts two against the White Sox and one against the Royals. And Malcolm, I attended this game actually where Marco Gonzalez pitched against the Tigers on August 31st. And 
in that game, I had the over. <laughs> and I was so pissed about it because the Tigers had hit into three inning-ending lineouts that easily, I don't have the stat cast numbers for it, but they were very hard-hit balls. They left nine runners on base. I think this is a spot where Detroit can edge out the Mariners in a low-scoring affair. I grabbed it at plus 150, Malcolm. So just kind of bump that up six cents. Why not? What were the Rockford lines on this game, Dylan? Yeah, so I made the Mariners in this one a minus 160 favorite. So if it's 10 cents more, I I do like the Tigers. I love the over. I made my line 7.9 for this one. So I do agree with the over. But uh, for my dog, are we doing dogs now? Mate, you just you introduced it, so crack on. Perfect. Yeah. So for my for my dog, I'm gonna go out to uh, the Guardians and Royals game. Matt, I think you know you might not you might know what day it is. It's Cal Quantra Day. He's a perfect eight and zero at home this season. Guardians are fifteen and two straight up in his last seventeen games. He started in those seventeen games. The Guardians are thirteen and four against the number. So usually when they win, they cover the run line. Cal's also forced uh, faced the Royals twice earlier in the season. The Guardians blew them out in both of those games. I don't like Daniel Lynch either. The Royals have lost five of his last six games that he has started. He lets up a lot of hard contact. I think against this Guardian team, I don't think it bodes well for him. I think it's a bad spot. So I think they continue to roll the Royals. So give me the Guardians on the run line plus 125. Um, I had the Cleveland Guardians as my lock on the run line, but that was when I handicapped the wrong day. That was Tristan McKenzie, aka <laughs> Zach Grinky. Uh, so for the two people who were in the live stream, I mean, fill your boots on that one tonight. That's free money. Um, but yeah, w- why not? We'll go with that again tomorrow. Do I? How did you feel about that? I love it. Uh, Daniel Lynch is like the one guy on this Royal squad that I, well, I'll, I'll backtrack. Lynch and Heasley. Uh, are the two guys on this Royals pitching staff that I don't like to back at all. Other than that, I like the Royals team, but Lynch is just a soft-tossing lefty that just gets smoked by good competition, and the Guardians are going to do that to him. So uh, I was eyeing this play. It was minus 190. That was like one that I felt pretty good about, but I wasn't going to give that out as my lock, and I liked uh, a different dog already. So, yeah, I, I really like that play as well. I managed to break um, Heasley, Jonathan Heasley, last week. Eventually, after he, he was doing it, Annabelle Sanchez, uh, Phoenix from the Flames, I managed to get him turned over uh, last week. Go. So hopefully that, that's what we're to. Yeah, thank you very you do much, that mate. do Dallas Keuchel over the off-season. Maybe get him good again, maybe. Okay, I'll have a go, mate. I'll give we'll, it a go. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get, get your... him good through the off-season, get him on a roster in the spring. Through April, he'll, he'll pitch fine. And then we start fading him in... May, June, and then he can be our cash cow again. Do you like that idea? Make a shitload of money. money. I am all for it, Noah. Cool. Okay, we'll get your dog. After I've told you about the Elias Game Planner, which is your ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for NFL, NBA, and MLB. Um, Elias Sports Bureau are the official statisticians of all of these US pro sports leagues since 1913. Uh, you can take your NFL season to the next level by downloading the Elias game plan app. It's got all the stats, facts and figures uh, that you need to know on there um, to make your experience a whole lot better. You get 25% off your first month when you choose the monthly subscription. Use our promo code SGPN25. So find the Elias game plan sports betting in the App Store Play Store. Use our promo code SGPN25. Uh, promo guy us is the best place to go. Um, they will give you daily updates on things like cash bonuses, 
uh, on major sports books and all the uh, all the best odds as well comparisons in there. Uh, plus EV sports betting strategies and the VIP Discord channel as well. Uh, Promoguide.us have a 100% tracked, transparent and proven method for betting smarter. Make sure to check out Promoguide.us. And finally, no house advantage change in the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. You can play in pick contests versus other people for a shot at winning $250,000 or more in cash. NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, etc. Check out No House Advantage today. Experience daily fantasy sports redefined. It's not just how you play, but where you play, you won't want to miss out on this. Our promo code is SGPN. Use that at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app to get a first deposit match up to $25. Uh, Noah, you're up next. And I think you, it's a dog, 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 dog. Yeah, I announced my dog as the Detroit Tigers money line plus one fifty. Oh, so you do okay. so you have either the lock or the total up next. Okay, I will go to da, da, da. my total is going to be it's an over, and it is two teams on the beach here, so I'm kind of contradicting myself. Um it's gonna be the Minnesota Twins and the Chicago White Sox. Um and it was just such a Uninspiring pitching matchup and a low number. Um, I want to know what Dylan's lines are in a moment because the, um, the game lines are the Twins plus 121, the White Sox minus 142, and the total is seven and a half. Um, the pitching matchup is Josh Winder. Winder? Winder. What are we saying? I, I say Winder. Winder. I, I, what, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, does, that's all right. No, it abstains. Right, okay. We've got two for Winder. I'll go with Winder. Um, Josh Winder and Lucas Giolito. Um, so I just thought that when I looked at this total, I thought it was going to be minimum eight and a half. So we'll get the, we'll let Dylan, Dylan, after I've always made my case, Dylan blows me out the water by saying something like 6.2. Um, Josh Winder is 629 uh, is ERA in his last five starts. They've gone for three, three, four, two, and five earned runs, relatively short as well. Giolito has been a little bit better lately, actually, but all of his decent starts are on the road. Um, you get him back at home, he just really, really struggles. He's got a 643 uh, home ERA here. So, um, yeah, I just thought there's going to be runs in this. I know uh, they're just going to, the, the bats are just going to swing freely. Uh, I know Captain Sainz has pointed out, made a really good point in the chat about checking uh, lineups at this time of the season because you see some names on there. Uh, that you've never heard of in your life. There's a lot of weaker lineups being trotted out. Um, but I just don't, there's, I can't see a way why these two pitches keep this anywhere near seven and a half. So first of all, Dylan, you can give us your uh, line your line, and then tell us why I'm really wrong. Yeah, so I set my line at 8.3. So ah, I, you see, I'm so I, sharp. I'll cut myself. I do like the over, <laughs> but I, I, I do think since we're getting into the fall and colder seasons around around the areas in the world that, we might have to go back to hitting the unders because for my total, I'll get to in a sec, but like you got, it's very cold around, especially where I am probably around where Noah is as well. So it's getting to be mid sixties, fifties with wind blowing in. So I would be very cautious at going overs as well. Oh, he took the wind out just my sails there. But I do um, like just, the these, just these pictures. I'm not That's buying it. Uh, Noah, any thoughts? Uh, you know what? I, 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 I'd that one as well. Wow, that was a tongue twister. I I'd, um, I I'd. yeah, I I'd. But uh, yeah, uh, 
Giolito has just not been himself pretty much the whole season. He's been a shell of himself. So that's a guy that look I look to bounce back next year. Like I, I predicted him to have the most wins in this MLB season, and it was like anything but. So, yeah, I'm, I would be fading him here too. And, uh, you know, the it we've kind of known this, but the news came out that Tony Larusa has officially <laughs> re-retired again. So I don't know, <laughs> maybe you get a little bit of a rejuvenated White Sox offense, but I mean they've been without him for the last two three weeks. So yeah, that's what I've got to say on that game. I think the Mets should go out and snap Larusa up for next season, did I? Come on, bro. Buck's been good. <laughs> Buck's been good. Buck Buck literally turned this organization around. Uh, I, I think Tony Larusa need, needs to. I know, I know. I'm just kidding, but I, I do think Tony Larusa <laughs> needs to stay awake more, especially behind the wheel, because you know he did get out hit, hit, hit with a DUI. So. I think one of my favorite parts of this entire season was whoever he walked on a one-two count. It happened, it happened more than <laughs> that was once. fucking great. <laughs> Absolutely up there. If we did it, it we was... need to do a top a top ten silly moments of the season. That's right up there for me. Somebody wrote an article of the, I saw it on my timeline today, but there was so it was against the Angels. The bases were loaded, and it wasn't Mike Trout that you walked on a one-two count. Wow, who are you walking? <laughs> because it wasn't Shohei. No, it wasn't Otani either. Oh, uh, it was it was like uh, Jared Walsh or someone. I I don't know off the top of my head. I can't remember, but it was a right-handed hitter, I think. So, yeah. Uh, okay, so right, Dylan, you've got one more pick for us. Make it a beauty. Yeah, so we're going to the total. As for my total, I'm gonna go to the Mets Nationals game. <laughs> Hear me out. Let's go over seven here. I, I just think the number's a little short. Made my line eight point one. Should like I said, should be a cold, windy night over here in the tri-state area. But I just really I don't really trust Taiwan Walker or Paulo Espino. So don't think either pitcher will last too long. Walker's had really bad September, letting up a lot of runs, early contact as well. If he wasn't playing for a good team, he, his record would, would be worse than what it really is. So I, I don't trust them, especially at home. He pitches worse at City Field for some reason. The last four meetings between these two have gone over the number as well. The over is 8-2 and two in the last 10 games for the Mets. As for the Nationals, their defense hasn't gotten better either. They're losing a lot of games, but... They've also gotten over this number in three straight games. I think both pitchers will give up a few runs. The bullpen will do the rest. Seth Lugo will give up another home run. Uh, got the wind blowing out around 14 miles an hour as well. So over seven for the Mets Nationals. Yeah, I love that, mate. That looks like a really, really low number, uh, especially uh, neither pitcher is just with you know, Espino particularly, but Walker's just been a little bit wobbly lately. So uh, yeah, I will co-sign that. Uh, Noah? Yeah, go ahead. Retweet it. <laughs> Um, and you, do you have one more pick for us? Are you done? Yeah, I have one more, and I think we have the same pick. So, um, oh, we've I, got the I, same pick. Yeah, I called it last week. When you oh, okay, go guy. on then. You can handicap Michael Lorenzen. Yeah, we're going back to the well here with Michael <laughs> Lorenzen. Uh, we're going with the under seven for my total Ooh. in the LA Angels and Oakland Athletics game. Okay, the total is the under is six and one in the Angels' last seven games, and the under is five and one in the Athletics' last six games. Last week, these two teams faced off against each other, and those games in the series finished four two, four one, 
and 4-3 for a 2-0-1 record against a total of 7 like today's game. Pitching for Oakland is Cole Irvin, who got touched up for 9 hits, only 3 runs though off of 2 home runs and 4 innings pitched at the uh, Angels. But, you know, that was on the road. He returns back to Oakland so far, where this year at the dump, he is a 331 ERA, so expect him to bounce back. And then bumping against Irvin for the Angels is Michael Lorenzen, who is 8-6 with a 452 ERA, 78 strikeouts, 41 walks, and 91 innings pitched this year. His last start was against this Oakland Athletics team, where he went five innings pitched, eight strikeouts, three hits, zero earned runs. A cool thing that I think we could see L.A. do here as well is give Lorenzen an at-bat or two at the plate. Uh, he was a former dual player, so that means a pitcher and a hitter, and he hasn't had one plate appearance this season, and that would be the first year that he did not record a plate appearance since he entered the league in 2015. So <laughs> you might be able to count on a pitcher hitting this game. Give me the under seven. Yeah, I thought they were going to uh, get some use out of him maybe with a bat at some point. Um, he plays a little bit of right field, doesn't he, Lorenzen? Um, he is my guy. I expected him to finish uh, the season strongly. This I picked the same game here, but I took the Angels on the run line at plus 140. Um, I'm expecting a good start from Lorenzen, coupled with uh, Cole Irving, that ERA of 823 in his last five. The Angels have won seven on the spin as well, so they're... Uh, the, the, again, they're a little bit like Detroit. They've they've finished the season with a flourish when there's nothing nothing to play for. Uh, the, Rory McIlroy's great at that. He waits till he's out of contention, then he'll birdie eight in a row. Uh, Detroit and the Angels have followed a followed a similar similar thing. Yeah, so um, Angels on the run line for me again. A third pick where I picked it last week and it cashed for me. So I've gone straight back. I'm going to double dip everything here. Uh, Dylan, any thoughts on this last game? Uh, I agree with both of you. I did make my total 6.8. I like the under. I like Cole Irving better at home. Uh, and I do agree with the Angels on the run line as well. So I agree with both of you. You guys yeah, are better than me games, right now. The first two <laughs> games of the last uh, last series last week were 4-2-4-1. So the under and the run line hit there. So. Yeah, I just worry the Angels' bats have been really high. I just worry they don't tee off on Cole, Cole Irving a little bit. But I think if he has a solid game, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I think we we could both win that. The, those those scores that you called out, the the five to one, uh, four to one, something along those lines will do us absolutely perfectly. I think that's well within the realms of possibility. For sure. Um, and that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, there's the end of the show. It was uh, it was fun. We weren't too hard on you, Dylan. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> sounds fine, doesn't he, Noah? Yeah. Uh, it sounds just, like a woman. Fine. Yeah, just, oh, yeah. Oh, God. I just wanna, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just want to, you know, hopefully we w- hopefully the Atlanta Braves get swept and we sweep the Nationals. That would be crazy. There you but go. I, I don't think that's going <laughs> to That's the spirit. They're playing the Marlins. He's, They're going to get swept. Yeah, He's back. Probably. He's starting to see the little chinks of light. Um <laughs> We'll play this all you know back. What? You know what? Uh, Dan Campbell on the Hard Knocks episode. I love him. And, it, it, and it's been said many of times. But you know, the light at the end of the tunnel, sometimes it's a train. Yeah. yeah. yeah Dylan. <laughs> Dylan has got the, man, the aura of a man who's been steamrolled by a locomotive at this point. Just life. Um, 
We'll we'll play this back, Dylan, when the Mets are uh, three nothing up in the World Series, uh, and you'll realise just what a that. massive fan you've been it. on this show. Oh, no. um, well, thanks for joining us in your hour of despair, Dylan. I've very much enjoyed your misery. Uh, Noah, also, thanks. Uh, that was fun. Everyone who's been in the chat, Captain Insano, uh, and the rest of the gang, uh, we appreciate it. As I said a little bit earlier on, we'll be back um, a little bit more of this rubbish tonight and um, possibly uh, Wednesday, and then we'll get stuck right into the into the playoffs, World Series, wild card games. We'll we'll be back. Um, with picks coming out of our ears and some special guests as well. So, yeah, really looking forward to the next month. Uh, good luck with all your bets. There's definitely some winners in there, uh, so don't write it off for the next couple of nights. Uh, get your head down, do your homework, um, and find your winners. Until then, uh, we'll be back. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we will see you down the road. Cheers. Cheers. 